welcome to Dan Stan. This week I am joined by Matt Smith, first two-time guest, but Matt this week is joining me to talk all about the goings-on in sport this week. We have got the Ashes, Wimbledon, the under-21s, we're talking a bit more about the Saudi League and even the European Super League that's cropped up again. We're talking about the Grand Prix, Live Golf, we're talking transfers and we're talking Fantasy Premier League, of course. Well, thank you for joining me. I've got my gold bar. Got your gold bar. <laughs> uh, I think we could call this uh, an emergency podcast. <laughs> I get all my I get all my gigs from being the last person, the only one available. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. Um, yeah, as I explained to you, I I was uh, due to have a guest. Um, I won't go into who it was and what it was about, but unfortunately the recording didn't work. And uh, it was a, about a two hour record. Then uh, to find out that I didn't have, have a recording was um, was gutting really. I'm really, really annoyed and, and feel really bad for the person that was on it as well. I feel really guilty. Um, so, but he has agreed to uh, to do it again, but it won't be in time for this week. So it'll, come out at a later date but yeah uh so you've kindly uh agreed to step in and uh and talk Indeed. to me today <laughs> yeah just remember remember to press record next time <laughs> <laughs> very good <laughs> sounded like it was a good episode though it was something yeah. to look forward to Which makes it uh, makes it worse as well because it was really really good um so yeah gutted um yeah, I thought we we would just talk about what's been happening in sport over the last few days, week. Um, All right. As I told you, I went to Wimbledon on Saturday. Was that a last minute thing, or did you book the tickets ages ago? Uh, no, it was last minute. I was I was lucky. Tickets? Yeah, I was lucky to take advantage of someone else's um, uh, wife not being able to make it. <laughs> oh. So what court? Uh, um number one court on saturday on saturday yeah so we saw medvedev win oh yeah and, uh then we saw zverev versus berrettini oh that was a good one probably the biggest game with um berrettini winning oh i've forgotten her name the russian uh the one at... she's like number two seed oh uh you mean um not the one, not the the reigning champion, Rebecca. No, because she's Kazakhstan. Yeah, no, the Russian um, Sab Sabalenka. Sabalenka. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's Belarusian, isn't she? Is she Belarusian, is she? I think so. Well, they don't put the countries up. No, so... So I presume the Russian. <laughs> you just know she's what Russian yeah. or Belarusian. Well, she's the she won the she won a, a major last year, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, she won the Australian Open this year, I think. Yeah. 2023. I um, watched um she was in the final of she lost the final of the Indian Wells to Rebecca. Oh right. when they did she when they did the speeches at the end, she was 
like visibly gutted and quite angry and so when Rebecca was like I'd like to you know congratulate my opponent and everything <laughs> she then gets up and said it's not going to happen again <laughs> amazing yeah she is she is quite uh she I mean she's an aggressive player she was hitting the ball so hard like after watching the men and then watching her there wasn't much difference in the how hard she's hitting the ball like they had especially the the speed like she was over 110 miles an hour with her serves wow so uh yeah pretty impressive and um well you did you see um azarenka not on saturday she was yesterday getting booed oh yeah yeah which was strange because they both both medvedev and sabalenka got clapped no, like there was no booing or anything they both both got clapped for their victories on yeah Saturday. it was a, it was a misunderstanding yeah because they thought she refused the handshake didn't they yeah but she was just respecting uh svitolina who'd she said didn't... i'm not gonna handshake yeah, yeah. anyone from yeah. russia or belarus and so she just puts her thumbs up at the end and yeah kind of leaves and i think people thought that she was he was Snubbing. disrespectful, yeah. yeah. But, but, have you but seen in, the, in the interview, it's like no one explained to her that there was a misunderstanding because in, in the post-match interview, she was like, oh, what was I supposed to do? Like, I can't win, like, we're going to boo me, whatever. And yeah. No one said to her, oh, no, they thought you snubbed the handshake. No one unnecessarily knew that that was prearranged. So, yeah, uh, so, yeah it was a weird one. <laughs> so was Saturday a, uh, a rainy one? It was at first. So, so we you, got... were you under the roof? Uh, yeah, caught one. But That's then, cool. it was, then, then they opened it, and then it rained again, and they had to stop. Oh yeah, that was it. On Saturday, it was all like stop and start, stop. And yeah, start. I don't know why they opened it. It's strange because they hold on to this thing of it's an outdoor tournament. So if there's any possibility <laughs> of it playing it outdoors, yeah, then they try and they 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 want to uphold that. They don't want it to become an indoor tournament. Yeah, but it was like. Um, uh, almost like flash flash flood shower it, it came down yeah. so heavy they took ages to dry the court and, and get play resumed was you was your court where they the crowd were cheering the women cheering the up, yeah, yeah. was that yeah. you yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. everyone going oh <laughs> the biggest <laughs> cheer was when it resumed and uh the umpire caught the ball oh i saw that clip as well that was everyone your... went ballistic it was hilarious <laughs> it was honestly it was the the loudest and more, most excited i saw the crowd all day just the umpire he, he did he did a pretty cool catch though he it was doesn't... a good catch yeah fair play <laughs> to him um because i actually went with john mahood oh yeah so you were following uh, the cricket <laughs> yeah 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 talking about the cricket and he was because obviously he did that catch in the ashes oh yeah <laughs> i say to him you've got to you've got to catch a ball here you've got to see how many Different sports you can catch a ball at. Um, that's, your, that's your life. Your life work. How many balls can you catch at major sporting tournament? Yeah, yeah. I do a little montage, but because I said to him, there was one that came in the order in into the crowd, and it kind of looped in the air. And I said to him, "Oh, that would be right. I, think I, I think I'd have had time to get my camera out and, I, <laughs> and catch it." But yeah, that would have been been brilliant. But um, no, really, I haven't been to Wimbledon. Uh, well, the last time I went, uh, we saw Pete Sampras win. So, 
<laughs> so how however many years ago that was. That's that's sooner than me. The, the last time I went, in fact, I've only actually been to Wimbledon once. But oh, the really? last time I went, I saw Jeremy Bates's last match at Wimbledon. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you going actually. I remember I remember when you went because you sat right at the front. Yeah. And we watched it to see you. <laughs> and we saw you, we basically saw you the whole match. <laughs> so we just spent a match yeah, against Guy, it was against Guy Forger. Guy Forger. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we just spent a whole match watching you watch people play tennis. Um but yeah, that was a that was a long time ago. But when I went to see Pete Sampras, we we happened to just be passing Wimbledon on the day of the final. Yeah. Uh, we were we were in the area, uh, and we said, "Oh, let's just go have a look." And um, we were able to just walk in because the final was on all the outside courts. There was nothing going on, and all the gates were just open. We, you, might, you might have to just pause there a second. Okay, no worries. We were we were like I said, we were in the area, and uh, it happened to be the day of the Wimbledon. Men's final. You okay? <laughs> Sorry. Great. Lots of editing for you. Oh, this is great. This is this is gold. <laughs> um yeah, so we were we we were just kind of passing. We said, let's go and have a look. Uh, because it's the men's final at the moment, and uh all the gates were just open. So obviously all the outside courts had emptied like nothing going on. So we just wandered in, had a wander around the grounds and then walked up to centre court. And it was it was very different than it is now. Um, I don't think court one kind of existed as a stadium at that point. And uh, we just walked straight up and they have like the armed forces as the security guards at the top of each staircase. And uh, we just kind of, when it stood there, it was right. It was right towards the end of the game, and we just went and stood there, like, and kind of looking up at the um, at the security guard. He just waved us up and just let us stand at the top of the stairs, and we watched saw Sampras win <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the watched the, watched the last few games, and uh, saw him win, and then turned around, walked out straight out of the gate, and went home. <laughs> There's no way you'd you'd have that lack security now yeah getting in but but the thing is the actual watching it so when um we were watching the final game all the outside courts had been closed because of the rain and there was no more play so the it was only the two uh show courts that had play still going on and i went out to get a um to get a drink and there were some people stood at the bottom of the, the stairs and i heard the conversation they had with the security and they didn't have tickets. And he said, oh, you can just come up if there's a spare seat. Sit down, <laughs> basically. Because they, they, um, they had grounds pass. They would have had grounds passes, yeah. yeah. But um, in terms of just being able to just to go and have a look and get up there, they, they're still pretty chilled out with that in that respect. But whether you could just wander in at that point with no tickets, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it actually. Is like I, I I know we had tickets to court one, but just if we just had ground passes, it would have been a great day. Like it's, yeah. you don't realize how close everything is. Like all the outside courts, so you literally stand, and there's some people sat to your left, some people sat to your right, and two courts like that, yeah, and then yeah. another two courts, so you can literally stand and watch. So did you go early 
like to catch some play on the outside courts before the play started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little, we were there a little bit before the um, the play started on court one, so we wandered around. But then it started raining. Right. We literally just started walking around, and it started pouring with rain. And then we got stuck in all the crowds of people trying to get off the outside courts. Oh no! <laughs> um, and then went and got onto court one, and they they had the roof on. Because the rain had happened before play had started, so they they had the roof on, and um, yeah. so play started straight away. And then we went out, uh, and the sun was out, and all the play was happening on the outside court. So we got to go and watch all of that. And there's loads of other st- stuff going on. Uh, it was really good, and and you're allowed to take um, drinks with you, right? I didn't, I didn't know that was a thing. So we were, you're allowed to take either a bottle of wine or. Two beers, or, well, or champagne. To your seat. To your seat, yeah. Hey, right. Yeah, or into the ground if you've got grandpas. Yeah. So we took in two bottles of wine. Oh, actually, you're allowed um, to bring it from outside? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, we brought it from home. So in a little cool bag, two, two bottles of wine. and You weren't the people that the uh, the, the umpire asked to uh, to not pop the champagne. <laughs> champagne cork, <laughs> no. no. We were talking about it, actually before that was yesterday uh but we were talking about it on saturday saying um because john had been to lords to watch the cricket and he said oh uh, the previous week and uh he said oh i think if you brought you'd have brought champagne they make you pop it before you sit down right and uh, because they don't want you popping corks during the game and you could also hit one of the players (laughs) and uh and uh, he said, that's not really a problem at Lords. You can do what you want. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so he was wrong. You can pop, pop a cork during play. <laughs> Just not. <laughs> it's the noise they're worried about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was really good. And the thing is, it's like 10 quid a drink there. So yeah, it's definitely uh, makes a difference being able to take a, take a bottle. But uh, but yeah, enjoyed it. It's a bit of a mission to get to. It took me two hours to get home. Whoa! So public transport. Yeah, yeah. So we got the tube uh, all the way back to Maidenhead, and then the taxi from Maidenhead. But the um, we had to when we got to the station because you get on the Southlands to go to Wimbledon. You don't actually get off at Wimbledon. Southfield. Southfields. Southfield. Yeah. Southlands. Southfields. Southfields. And um, can you change at Gloucester Road to go from the district line to the circle line or vice versa? Don't know. Because on the map, it it doesn't have the link that it says you can. But both lines run through that station, stop at that station. And we we were trying to change and couldn't. Well, we didn't because we weren't sure whether you could. And but we needed to change to go to get on the other line and we ended up going another station long and changed to high street kensington and just missed a train going the other way right and we kind of said if we'd have changed the gloucester road we'd be able to <laughs> do that and it felt like you should have been able to but i don't know why it's not on the tube map i thought you'd maybe, know that maybe you can't no yeah. i don't catch the tube do I? i'm always cycling oh uh, yeah uh but anyway so yeah it was a bit, that was a nice nice treat yeah it was great yeah i was very lucky did you yeah. watch the uh, the Grand Prix with um, with memories of your your time yes. there? Yes, yeah, we we did. We were well, we were off fruit prick, fruit picking <laughs> in the day, but then uh, got back and watched the Grand Prix. 
Um, but yeah, it was it's weird this at the moment because Verstappen is so far ahead of everyone. And I know other kind of eras have had the same with Hamilton and Schumacher. Well, he's about to break all the records, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he, he just more seems, dominant than any era. Yeah, he's and he just seems so much more of a gap than it ever has been. Um, I, I'm sure even when Hamilton was winning everything, you always watched it thinking Hamilton would probably win, but I think there's a chance. Yeah, there's all there's always a chance something, yeah. and but, it's and nothing I think, to do with the fact that they spent all that extra money, you know, yeah. on catering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But the car just like you used to have a lot more reliability issues. I'm sure, like the car never fails. Yeah. So it it, it is getting a bit bit tedious that side of things. But it was two British uh, drivers on the podium. Yeah. <laughs> which which was the first time since 1999 at the British Grand Prix two drivers on the podium. So that was quite good. So yeah, yeah, I brought back a few memories. Um watching the uh watching the, the scenes at Silverstone and everything. Always look out <laughs> for my old box. <laughs> Do you uh, miss it? Yeah. Yeah, a bit. Yeah. There's parts of it I don't miss because I used to get there at like five o'clock in the morning and not leave till eight o'clock at night. Yeah. <laughs> so um but yeah, it was there were there were definitely Definitely large bits of it. I do miss doing that. That was good. Did you watch The Ashes? No. Any, much of it? Any of it? Uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> I've only just started watching the highlights of the of yesterday. Yeah. But as you can imagine, I was following the text a lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's been this and I, well, I was listening to it on the radio up until up until about three. Yeah. And uh, and it wasn't. Yeah, it was looking like it was going away from from England, and then uh, just following text as as I could. <laughs> <laughs> this series has seems to have been a constant cycle of us getting in control of the game and looking good, to then no, we're not <laughs> immediately falling back yeah. and losing wickets or just for, just for the just for the excitement. It'll be brilliant for England to win the fourth so that the, so yeah. the fifth is a decider I think that's oh yeah. any any neutral watching would have been delighted that we won that yesterday yeah well, I think a lot of Australians as well mm. yeah just it deserved it the series deserved an England victory really because it's been a great they've all been great matches and for yeah. it to end 3-0 would have been yeah, such, if it had been such a disappointment. Is, even as exciting as the next two games could have been it, when you're not playing for anything. It, yeah. It seems you're like, not creating any memories. But yeah, God, it's uh, it's exciting stuff. Quite a spectacle at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah really enjoying it. But yeah, to get... When, uh, when Stokes got out and then yesterday, I thought it was kind of going to happen the same as it did at Lord's. And where they were going to wrap yeah. through the bowlers. So. Yeah, I thought as well. Yeah, and then and then when you see all the, like the the result, and you just look at the result kind of on paper, you go, oh, why why were we so nervous? Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> that looks pretty straightforward. Looks sort of quite straightforward. Yeah, it certainly didn't feel that. Yeah, but then, to be honest, the first two tests could have been straightforward for us. Yeah, could have easily easily been three 0 to England at this point. I think. 
I think they they threw the first two tests on purpose so that so that they could be the first team to come back from two 0 down. <laughs> <laughs> ben Stokes like wanting to create yeah. records. He needs and he spectacles. Needs, he needs a comeback. It's his thing. <laughs> yeah. Can't um, can't can't play well unless unless they're chasing something and no. being like snatching victory from the jaws of defeat. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's it's um Old Trafford is the next test, isn't it? Yeah. And then the oval. Yeah. So yeah, fingers crossed it goes it goes to two two. Yeah. The the one the test of the oval would be amazing if that's the case. Yeah. Trying trying to watch as much of that as I can. Um, did you see the um, under twenty one Euros? I saw caught a bit of it, yeah, yeah. and then I read up about the uh, the last five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, double penalty save and then a saving the rebound from the keeper is incredible. Yeah. I mean, that's as good as a, a winning goal, really. Who does that, that keeper save. play for? Who, who's just bought him? But he plays for Man City. He does play for Man City. Yeah, yeah. already. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Of course he does. <laughs> and, he's, was, um... and he's called Bloody Trafford. <laughs> Definitely played for United. Right. <laughs> yeah. Young, young Trafford. Yeah. <laughs> so I was uh, listening to a, a football podcast earlier today. Yeah. And um, they, the, they were talking, they've kind of convinced me of the benefits of of a European Super League. Okay. <laughs> so they were saying, so uh, Josh Widdicombe and Michael Martin, they were saying how you look at the winners of all of the major leagues in Europe. Mm. Barcelona have won again. Celtic have won again. Uh, Bayern Munich have won again. PSG have won again. And mm-hmm. so, like, you know, there isn't a, a Man City have won again. Yeah. There isn't a massively competitive league in Europe. And they were putting forward a, a, a European Super League idea that wasn't as exclusive as what the, the original was planned. Yeah. So you put all of those teams that don't have any anything to play for at home, really, anymore, mm. um, into the same league. So you have like a league of 20. This is, this is their idea. Yeah. You have a league of 20, um, and but you have a, a relegation. So then you have a second-tier European League called the European Championship, and you at the end of every season you have three relegated and three promoted. But you also have relegations from the Championship back to national leagues. Yeah. So the, so, so you so the Premier League, those in the Premier League, would be battling to qualify for the Championship. And every year the Championship is started afresh, in terms of it's the winners of the. Of, of all the national leagues, maybe top two of the, the bigger leagues. Mm. And then they're then battling to get promoted to the European Super League. And But then you've also got three teams getting relegated from the European Super League. Yeah. So that way you're getting, you're seeing, the, you know, Anthony Joshua face Tyson Fury every week rather mm. than facing, you know, smaller teams and running over them and yeah 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 and, and so i think yeah, i think I to be I honest actually the european a, super league i think the main issue was there was no way in or out it was there was yes, no promotion it was, it was an exclusive club 
it's an exclusive club and saying, right, we're creating this. Uh, and it was like, well, what happens to the rest of football then? Yeah. That was, I think that was its main, if it had come in with a promotion relegation idea. Yeah. And also the fact they were saying in this exclusive club, Tottenham are in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it can be the, the pinnacle of a new pyramid. Yeah. Then oh, yeah. that's great. Yeah. That still means it, the, that a team can work their way up to becoming a European yeah. superpower, as it were. I mean, there's um, obviously problems in the way football is run and the pyramids now because there's a growing imbalance towards Premier League teams and the amount of money they yeah. have. I heard yeah. someone talking about the Tenali transfer from uh, Milan to Newcastle and he basically didn't want to go. Right. He was like supposed to be the new PLO. He's yeah. from Milan. He's a lifelong Milan fan. He wanted to spend his whole... I think he'd, he'd said in a in an interview like a year ago that he wanted to spend his whole career at Milan and uh, bring Milan back to greatness. But Milan needed the money. There's more value in his, yeah. in his value. Rather than and this him, is a team that point. was in the Champions League semi-final. Yeah. Well, because in a way, we already have the European Super League, which is the Premier League. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you, they're sending them to a team like Newcastle, who have never won the Champions League yeah. and have qualified in it for the first time in years. And they have the power to buy a player from a club of those success and also recent success because Milan won the Serie A the year yeah. previously. Yeah, so it's yeah. not like they haven't done anything for a long time. Mm -hmm. So there's a massive imbalance there between, I mean, Italy especially, they've got financial uh, problems with all the clubs more so than I think a lot of places. So there's there's always already a kind of strange imbalance and all and the fact that all these clubs in England have got big money just from the Premier League and then getting bought out like Newcastle to have even more money. Yeah. It's um yeah, there's there's something that kind of feels like it does need to be changed or fixed. And also but they definitely wouldn't be able to call it a super league because that's tainted. <laughs> no, it'd need a different name. <laughs> but I think I think that's I think that's actually quite interesting that uh, oh yeah it is actually a league it's yeah. not as it's not as it's not replacing the Champions League although the Champions League doesn't isn't required anymore yeah but it becomes the whole of Europe becomes a pyramid up to, to this yeah it's basically a, 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 top. a top league of Europe above all yeah. the leagues which actually, what do you think of the Saudi league uh, I. I don't think I don't know enough about it other than there's lots of players going over there for big money. Yeah. Because they're well, have you heard uh that Neville and Carragher have both been they've called for a transfer embargo on it because they say they shouldn't be able to I think it was the case of their saying should oh, they be able to? That's what the Premier League are doing. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. But it was all it's saying that because initially they were buying like older players and we've seen yeah. that from the mls we saw it from china yeah. when they were doing it and now it seems like younger players are starting to go to the yeah. saudi league so they're starting to buy like 25 26 27 year olds who are at the top of their game and paying them big money to go to the saudi league and um i can't I, I don't know exact words that they used but it was like they were saying it's it, it it's a it's dangerous to uh to football that this is happening basically and, and they need to they need to they need to stop it but it's basically what 
the Premier League are doing yeah. to all the other leagues around yeah. around the world and have been for for years. I mean, it used to be what the Italian league used to do to everyone else in the nineties. Yeah, it's well. hard to but... imagine that um, that it could become as watched and as powerful as a as a European league. But then if if they if they get all of the big players there, then I guess yeah, people will watch mm. it. Yeah, when the uh, Fantasy Saudi League site opens up, we'll be signing up. Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> That's the other big news. The uh, FPL is uh, is open for business. It's launched, yes. I did a draft team. <laughs> did you? Yeah. I do, I, do an auto, I just do an auto pick for the sake of getting registered. Do you? Oh, no, I always do a little draft team. Uh, found it interesting that there seems to be a big gap between... Uh, like players at around nine million, and then they jump up to players at like 11, 12 million. Yeah, there's no one like between nine and 11 million. So, where you used to have like Bruno Fernandes and Son and that, yeah, yeah, they've all dropped in price. Yeah, well, so, I suppose it's always difficult to fit in those players that aren't quite the premium price but are too expensive to be a mid price. Yeah, and then, yeah, you can't. And then there's fit them a, in as well. Been a few uh, changing positions as well, which makes yeah. that Salah's players. still a midfielder, though, isn't he? Salah's still a midfielder. <laughs> Gakpo and Jota basically swapped. Yes. Gakpo's now a striker, and uh, Jota's a midfielder, yeah. um, which makes well, the, Jota the Brighton more... players are still good, very good price. Brighton, yeah, Brighton players are still good price if you know who's going to play or who's going to get sold or whatever, because yeah. there's still loads that could happen. Yeah, exactly. There's so that's many why I transfers. That's why I don't bother really thinking about it too much. And no, no, I did. Just, I just did a quick draft and then the uh, the MFL will launch by the end of this week. Oh, that's exciting! With <laughs> 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 uh, so, with a growing championship, I think I, I think I reckon I'll, the championship last season. What was it? Twelve, I think. In the championship. Yeah, Have yeah, you got more people signed up already? I reckon I'll get the championship maybe up to 20. Oh, wow. So it's starts... well, gonna You're going to have to create a MFL Super League. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then, oh, yes. Well, I need to iron out, you know, do I do a three-team promotion relegation thing if it goes mm. up to 20? I think that sort of feels maybe the right way around. And I need to... Dis- I'm go- I am going to adopt the highest scoring third place in the group as opposed to loser good thing. try that thank you um and then this um, how much is the uh the championship to enter oh speaking of the saudi um stuff the uh, live golf was on in london this weekend oh yeah that completely passed me by yeah so other that was than the... i knew it was on <laughs> yeah so it's, it's a strange situation at the moment because they've kind of had this like merger, which whether it's a merger or just Saudi basically buying golf. Yeah. <laughs> um, but at the moment, all the all the tours and everything are going on as were. So it's a bit, it's a bit yeah. strange because you're just like, yeah, what's yeah. going to happen? Because like, so live golf, like a lot of people are saying, is it going to continue or is it going to become something else? Or now, now they basically own the PGA Tour. Or is it going to become? But they've said it's they're going to continue as separate leagues. But yeah, kind of can't see how that 
Yeah, they need will, to work. work. Something needs to change. But yeah, it was. It, I I watched some of it at, at Live in London, and it's it's like a huge kind of party festival vibe <laughs> to it. Loads of music, concerts, all sorts going on. And uh, Cam Smith won. Is he? Who's the um, Australian who who won the Open last year? Yeah. So the Open's in two weeks. And uh, so he goes in on the back of that as reigning champion, hitting hitting form, hitting form, and the the lot of live players have been doing really well in majors. Um, yeah. This year, every major, there's been all the kind of names uh, you you kind of thought of left uh, are up there on the leaderboard, and you wonder why, because a lot of them weren't doing that well. When they yeah. were still on the PGA Tour in the, like, their final few years, they kind of dropped off. And you wonder whether it's because their schedule was so demanding. Because on the PGA Tour, you have to play a certain amount of tournaments. There's a requirement yeah. to play it to keep your yeah, card and yeah. stuff. And um, on the Live Golf, they're playing like half the amount of golf. And the tournaments are uh, 54 holes. Also, I bet they can just go and rock up at a major and play with no pressure. Because... Yeah. They're not. They're not reliant on them. On yeah, on the money that they got could so win. much money. It's just turn the the majors almost like a like a jolly. Like let's turn, <laughs> let's turn up and have some fun. We're in the major now, <laughs> but yeah. it's almost like the pressure's off, I guess. But they they all seem to be doing really well. So I wouldn't be surprised if Cam Smith challenges at the Open mm-hmm. after that, which. Uh, Rory's got to win another one soon, hasn't he? He's, oh, God. he's so close all the time. Yeah, he's he's always, always close. Yeah, he's just got to get it over the line. I think it goes to show how hard it is to to do it. How many good I reckon, golfers I reckon it's pretty easy. I reckon I could do it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> the, did you watch, handicaps. Do you ever watch any women's golf? No. I don't watch really watch any golf. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> so the the women's U.S. Open was this weekend at, at Pebble Beach, right? And I've recently, recent years, I probably enjoy watching the women's golf more than the men's because it's so much more relatable, like what the way they're playing, right? I can watch the women's game and the distances they're hitting it and the shots they're playing are much more like the shots that I'd be attempting to play on a golf yeah, course yeah. rather than the men when you play them you, you just watch it and think there's no way in the world i could ever hit the ball like that it's, yeah they're playing a different game whether whereas when you watch the women it feels like they're actually playing the go- game of golf i i know yeah yeah um so that was yeah that's that's good to watch there was so much sport on this weekend it's insane it was a lot tour de france as well yeah tour de france yeah tour de france i, I haven't i, I again I haven't watched any of it. I saw that Cavendish. Yeah. I don't know how much of a good watch the Tour de France is. <laughs> it's not something I've ever, I've never really got into it. I, I'll, I'll, since the British riders started doing well, then you yeah. have an interest. Even, even when the British result. riders are doing worse, I wouldn't like sit and watch it. Yeah. Wow. It's just like watching a marathon, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Never really kind of sat and watched a marathon. I just can't believe how how they how they can do it without taking drugs. (laughs) (laughs) It is so challenging. (laughs) Like it doesn't surprise me that they had to take drugs in the past. Yeah. To because it is 
it's too hard, isn't it? <laughs> like, how is it possible to cycle that much that over fast? The, like, yeah. and like the 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 climbs and stuff, oh. and for that long, I, I no. don't, I, I don't no. think it's possible <laughs> without <laughs> seriously enhancing. Yeah. <laughs> well, they they should do a, an Olympics where there's no rules on um, on performance enhancing drugs. Someone's just... proposed that. Did they? Yeah, yeah. Um, just to see uh, how an fast American, people can run. American billionaire has proposed doing uh, a no rules. No rules. So, so, like saying, take take whatever enhancements you want. <laughs> Let's see what happens. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, yeah. Like it's he's. It, it was literally only a few weeks ago. He. he I mean, what it. what would probably happen is you'd see some people die. Yeah. <laughs> Live on TV. Yeah. Unless unless you could uh, unless you could regulate it yeah and keep it safe but um yeah no it has it actually has been seriously proposed that's amazing yeah it would be uh would be i definitely watch that it would be interesting to see how fast people <laughs> there was run. the athletics of the weekend as well there the was UK athletics british yeah british champs um well zarnell hughes yeah he broke the record broke your favorite yeah Lympha christie's record yeah 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 and I was, I was saying this on last week's pod, it's kind of disappointing he's not done it in a big tournament. Well, he probably will, and that's... Yeah, if he, if he then breaks it again in the World Championships. Yeah. And go, goes even faster. But, like, no one will remember the fact he, he broke that record, unless it's for, like, in a big champs, like for a medal or something. Yeah. But he did, he, he run fast again in the 100 and 200. Mm. did you did you see the 100 no it was in absolutely pouring rain <laughs> it was it was so and like really heavy like you could see the rain bouncing off their chests as they were running <laughs> and it, i can't believe it went ahead like that uh, i suppose they've got to haven't they but yeah that's what happens when you put athletics on in manchester in though. manchester yeah. <laughs> well yeah thanks for coming on it's all right You'll good, get a, good an invite up, to the sports NFL. roundup. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'll get you on again soon. Yep, no doubt. <laughs> update on the MFL rules. Yeah, update on on everything. <laughs> Joe, yeah, thanks, Matt. All right. Speak you later. Speak <laughs> <Bid> you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye.